0: Hello and welcome to Life in Their Sandals. I'm your host, Chris McGrath. This is a podcast where we dive deep into the lives of biblical people to determine how we should live as Christians today. Today we have the awesome opportunity on the podcast to talk about Moses. We're picking up here on the narrative of Moses at a time where the children of Israel had just in the previous chapter made the golden calf. So, if you don't know, Moses was the leader of this exodus of the children of Israel who are in captivity. And he leads them out of the land of Egypt and they're wandering through the wilderness. And they have this experience where Moses goes up into a mountain to get the Ten Commandments from God. And then he comes down and he sees the children of Israel engaging in idolatry. And this, of course, makes God extremely mad. Moses seeks the face of God asks God that he would not destroy Israel, but that he would continue to do the work that he started when he pulled them out of their bondage. And God decides to not destroy the children of Israel. But there's an important moment in this narrative right after this moment where Moses says something to God that is so incredible. Moses says to God that he wants to see his glory, that he wants to see the glory of God. God tells him that he cannot, because if any man sees him, he will die. But he says, because you've found grace in my sight, Moses, I'm going to arrange a special way for you to be able to see me. So Moses has to wake up early, and he has to make sure no one is following him. And he excuses himself from the camp of the Israelites in the wilderness, and he travels up Mount Sinai, and he begins to commune with God. And he is in this place where he receives the Ten Commandments again, that he had just destroyed the chapter before. But right there on the mountain, God descends in a cloud to Moses. And the Lord, the scripture says, passes by before Moses. And God starts telling Moses the things that he needs to do for the children of Israel. And he tells them, I want you to know, and all of your people to know, that everything you have is mine. Everything that is born is mine. Everything that is created. All that you could do is mine. So do not have any other gods beside me because I'm the only one worthy of the dedication of your life. And he begins to establish this covenant with Moses that would last for thousands of years. In just this period of 40 days and 40 nights when Moses was not eating, he was not drinking, but he was just in the presence of the Lord receiving what he had wanted. And God causes Moses at a time in this, we don't know exactly what portion it happens or how long this took place, but God causes Moses to be able to hide in the cleft of a rock and God hides him as he passes by and Moses cannot see the front of God's glory. God, of course, not having a physical body But he is theophanizing himself in a physical way so that Moses could see him. And the scripture says that God uses his hand to cover the view of Moses. And he just sees him as he passes by. Because this was the only way Moses could encounter the glory of God without it being too much that he would die. And during this period, during this covenant, the Lord also establishes another important part. Where he establishes many feasts, but among them being the Feast of Weeks which if you're a Christian today, you probably know, uh, we call it Pentecost. It's the feast that would celebrate 50 days after the Passover. Moses then returns from the mountain from this incredible experience. And this moment with God has so changed him that his face is now shining. And everyone sees him. It's not just a halo around his head, but the scripture says that his skin is shining. And all the people who see him... Uh, are even afraid. And so Moses has to wear a veil and he gives the people the Ten Commandments and he starts to reiterate this covenant that God had given him. So what are the takeaways from this time in Moses' life? And what can we learn from putting ourselves in his sandals? The number one thing I would think from this narrative is that Moses' desire to see the glory of God actually caused God to appear in his life. Just as God came down in the cloud and the fire in Mount Sinai, we know that Jesus would leave in a cloud from the Mount of Olives later on in Scripture. And then just shortly after that moment, in 50 days after the Passover, 50 days after Jesus was crucified, Jesus would send the Holy Ghost to the upper room where all the apostles were, which was signified by fire. Just as there was a cloud and fire on Mount Sinai with Moses, there would later be a cloud of Jesus ascending into heaven and then the fire of the Holy Ghost and cloven tongues on the apostles' head as he later sent the Spirit of God. And so just as Moses had this experience where he would want the glory of God, And it caused God to appear in his life. It's the same thing that happened to the apostles. They were praying. They were seeking the Lord. And it's the same thing that happens to the people of God today. When you want to see the glory of God in your life, he will appear. He will not leave a hungry heart without a chance to get to know him. And because Moses had this experience with God, it didn't just change him on the inside, but it also changed him on the outside. The presence of God should never leave us the same. It should change us when we enter into the presence of God. Moses walked down from that mountain and he was literally shining. And I don't think we will literally shine today. At least that's not my prayer to God that I would shine or that my skin would start to glow. And I don't think that should be your prayer. But I think it should be our prayer that we should let our light so shine before men that they might see our good works, and that it would glorify our Father who is in heaven. The last and probably even the most important part of what we can learn from this narrative in Scripture, Moses in the cleft of the rock, is this fact that we cannot comprehend the glory of God many times when it is on its way to us. We can only see it as it passes by. There are so many examples in your life So many examples in my life where we thought something was so evil, that something was so bad, but it actually turned out to have good circumstances in our life. It's like Moses' experience. He couldn't tell what it was on the way towards him, but as it passed him by, he knew it was the glory of God. The scripture says that God works all things together for the good of those that love God And are called according to his purpose. And how many times has it been true in your life where something did not seem like it could have been the will of God, but it worked out for your good? And you weren't able to identify it on its way to you, but as it passed by, you knew that God was in that. So, whatever you are dealing with in your day to day life, understand that so many times we can't see the glory of God on its way towards us. Our mind just doesn't comprehend the ways of God. And there are so many things that could seem harmful. And it doesn't mean that they're not harmful. There's so many things that could seem like it would hinder us. And it doesn't mean that they don't. It just means that even in those trying circumstances, God can still let his glory be made manifest. If you remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about Lazarus lying dead in the tomb. That does not look like the glory of God to the carnal mind. But Jesus knew. That if the people could believe, then the glory of God could be made manifest. And that is what we should take away today. If we can believe, and if we can trust that his ways are higher than ours, then we don't have to identify the glory of God when it's on its way, but we should be able to recognize it as it passes us by. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today talking about Moses and the cleft of the rock. I think it is a confusing narrative in scripture, but there are such rich details that we can pull from it to apply to our lives today i hope you'll tune in next week we're going to talk about someone who is very integral to the story of the bible and i know that you will enjoy it we hope to see you next time but in the meantime be blessed i'll see you next week